Welcome to the Social Pros Podcast, the content marketing awards winner for best marketing podcast. This is where we shine the spotlight on real people doing real work in social media and learn the social secrets of the world's most interesting brands. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your social better. Emma, which provides innovative email marketing tools that drive brilliant results. Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers with integrated solutions for social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. And Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors. With Yext, update your location data once and publish it to your website, apps, over 100 publishers, including Google, Apple Maps, Facebook, Bing, and Yahoo. That's the power of location. That's Yext. Your Social Pros co-hosts are Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. I am, as always, Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, joined by my co-host, the esteemed senior strategist for Salesforce Marketing Cloud. He's in the great city of Austin, Texas. He is my special Texas friend. He is the one, the only, Mr. Adam Brown. Wow. <laughs> it's it's an inaugural day. That's our first sounder, at least since first I've sounder been here in the on Social Pros podcast. podcast. Yes, we are. We are using uh, new technology from our friends at ZenCaster, uh, uh, and their new version, their full version, has uh, you know like little uh, little sounders built into the dashboard, so we can do all kinds of cool stuff. So we won't abuse that privilege, but uh, the fact that we have it makes me pretty excited. That's that's right. It's, it's, I, I told Jay right before airtime, just before we, because we can do something doesn't mean we should. So everything is better in moderation. Uh, but no, this is this is fun. This is going to add a whole different layer and a whole different level to Social Pros. Well, podcast. and apparently I can add I can add new ones here. I can click through this library and get some new ones. We'll have to put our best people uh, on on that. Uh, maybe this could be something a, a, a ask of our of our audience. Uh, have yes, them tweet. What, what like? sound effects do you prefer? I love it. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to try it right now uh, in introducing this week's special guest on the Social Pros podcast. He is one of the amazing social media community managers for Humana Health System. He is Jason Spencer. <laughs> Jason, thanks so much for being on Social Pros. Fantastic to have you with us. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to talk about uh, what we do here at Humana on your podcast. Also a little nervous to know that I'm the first uh, to be using the sound effects on your podcast. So this could be really fun for me. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic uh, for, for all of us. That may be the last one I do for a little while. Uh, again, I don't want to abuse the privilege, but boy, it sure is fun. It's just one button away. Jason, maybe uh, because you do have multiple uh, community managers at, at Humanity and and you have a, sort of a social media marketing department and social media customer care, and then your side of the aisle, which we'll talk about in a second, it might be useful to introduce the Social Pros listeners to how your team is structured and maybe just a little bit about what Humana does for folks who may not be in your service territory. 
Sure, I'd love to. So we'll start with talking about what Humana is. So that will give you some context uh, around how our team is structured and how other community managers uh, work within that system. Humana is a health insurance provider here in the United States. Uh, we are one of the major players uh, in the Affordable Care Act offering health insurance uh, in different markets throughout the United States. We have products for Medicare and individuals and em employer groups and several other areas uh, that we provide coverage for. We are also a wellness organization where we focus on helping to improve the health of the communities that we serve in uh, around the country. And so we're really trying to help people to be more active and, and to focus on uh, their health and to be able to improve their, their wellness journey. So the way that our uh, team is, is broken up into, we, we focus really on a hub and spoke model where we have our enterprise social media team that I sit on uh, that falls within a digital marketing group. And that, that team is really focused on both our external social properties for the enterprise. So when you see the name Humana, uh, the actual brand itself, uh, our team is uh, responsible for the content that goes out on those channels as well as the engagement and customer service that comes back in on those channels. We then have other lines of businesses that have their own social properties. And so then we have community managers that are responsible for the content that goes on those channels as well. And in terms of the the social marketing side of it, are there particular channels that are more important to Humana at this point? Right now, the, the most important channels for us are Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Uh, we've also recently put in, put in some significant effort for Instagram to give a, a good visual identity of, of what our brand looks like in the marketplace, and we're starting to engage with people there as well. Uh, we've also started using Snapchat uh, for filters uh, when we have events that we sponsor throughout the country and uh, are giving a visual identity there as well. That's pretty fantastic. You've got to be one of the first health systems using uh, Snapchat filters. That's pretty cool. It's, it's really exciting to say that, you know, the, that we know of, uh, we are one of the first there. We were also the first to market uh, on Instagram, which that launched about two years ago. So it's really not new anymore, but we're still one of the major uh, healthcare providers that's in that space. Tell me a little bit about the LinkedIn play. We don't hear that very often from health systems. What's the, what's the approach there? The approach there is that we're looking for promoting uh, what does it look like to be healthy in the workplace. Uh, a lot of times we focus around uh, getting the job done and we don't really talk about uh, what it is that you can focus on when you're at work because uh, standing when you're in work meetings and walking and drinking more water, those are things that most people don't really think of throughout their day. Uh, Fitbit does a really good job of reminding you if you've been sitting too long, uh, but we like to provide content around uh, around how to be healthier in the workplace because that is where the majority of us spend uh, most of our time during the week uh, is at the workplace. We also uh, come at it from the aspect of talent acquisition where we're actively looking for candidates and then also publishing content around what employers are looking for in your resume and what we're looking for in a candidate uh, so that we can help build our talent pool and, and bring in great people to work for us. 
on the social care side, the social customer service side, interacting with your members, etc., is, is that primarily on Twitter through the at Humana Help channel, or do you have other places that you're working with those folks? We do uh, have conversations on both LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, as well as uh, we'll, we'll see channels coming in through YouTube and, and other channels as well. Primarily, like you said, the Humana Help uh, Twitter handle is is replying to uh, to information or, or conversations that are happening on Twitter. Uh, but we do see probably about a 50-50 mix between Facebook and Twitter for, for customer service. Uh, we tend to see the, the most... Uh, are the loudest people on Facebook, if you will, from when it comes to customer service. But we're really seeing about 50-50 on both of those channels. As you know, one of the things that, that I write about a lot is the, the shift to social customer service. Have you seen that happen inside Humana? People uh, calling less and emailing less and, and using social more? And, and has that had to change the way you staff it or, or software that you deploy, et cetera? Sure. So the, the volume has significantly increased uh, just in the past three years that I've been on the social team. When I joined the team, uh, myself and another coworker, we were directly responding uh, to all of the customer care posts on the social channels that we were seeing. And then, of course, the Affordable Care Act came uh, at the end of 2014, beginning of 2015, when a lot of members were starting to get activated. And then that just uh, exploded our volume. And we just started seeing significant amounts that two of us couldn't handle and as well as our our day-to-day job. And so then we shifted uh, in in about mid-2015, shifted customer service over to a service operational area. So our contact center folks are actually the ones now responding to that volume. And uh, so we are seeing a significant increase uh, that we've not seen before of customer service. We're, We're currently working to try try to get the right software, the right platform in place so that we can really compare to what we're seeing in the contact center on your traditional customer service, whether that be uh, members calling in or emailing or, or chatting versus what we're seeing on social media. But we certainly see a trend and we'd like to continue focusing in on that area and, and making sure that we're we're doing that work the, the best way possible, but also meeting people where they're at. Uh, so as new and emerging channels come about, we want to make sure that we're we're active in that space. So those the people who are doing that social care now were historically phone and and email support folks. Is that right? That's right. So their their leaders uh, are still managing the the call center, if you will, or different areas of the call center. And we pulled people that were the best of the best of the reps that were in the call center, as well as we've hired some new folks that uh, were never in the call center to begin with. And we've kind of uh, up 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 trained them to be able to handle that and be able to, uh, to speak on that level in the social side of things. But, but you're absolutely right. Historically, these folks were on the phones with members and they are trained the best with how to interact with people in a conversational way. And so it just made sense for them to be uh, the first people to, to interact with our, our consumers on social media. That's fantastic. I love it. Now, as a as a health system, you've got a lot of rules about what you can say to customers in social uh, based on the, uh, the the medical privacy laws and HIPAA and things like that. H- how do you how do you work around that and still give people customer service? 
Sure, it's it's very challenging as you can as you can imagine of what we can and can't say, and then of course respecting privacy from our consumers, and and of course what we're doing today is is always changing and evolving. We have a really good relationship with our legal team uh, that manages compliance and, and risk, so that we can continue to evolve and be better. But but to directly answer your question, what what typically happens is is someone posts uh, on one of our social media sites uh, where we pick up the conversation and depending on what they say, uh, whether that be in, in a public format or a private format on, on that respective channel, we'll always reply back publicly if it was a if it initiated public and, and we'll ask them to send us a private uh, message with a couple of points of information that we can ask for on, on a platform like social media uh, that's not as heavily restricted. I'll give you an example. We'll, we'll ask for their name as it appears on their member card, but we won't ask them for their member ID or their social or, or something that we call PHI uh, to that level. And then once we receive that private message from the individual, uh, we're then able to locate that member in our CRM, and then we either make an outbound phone call uh, or we'll send them a secure message uh, through one of our uh, own owned channels, internal channels, so that uh, we are completely moving uh, the conversation offline, if you will, or off social media, and then uh, we were, we then resolve the problem uh, or answer the question or, or be able to provide more information in a more secured format. So that way, um, all everything's protected. We're following all compliance and regulation there. And then in most cases, if the outcome is favorable to the member or if we're able to um, answer uh, answer their question in a way that they can uh, really understand and, and they like the outcome, uh, we'll then do what we call close the loop on social, where we'll go back on whatever channel they came in on and kind of generically say, hey, we heard you spoke to a rep. If there's anything else that you need in the future, let us know. So that way it invites them to come back to social in the future. Yeah, that's nice. So you're not closing off that avenue uh, next time around. It's really smart. Where are you at on the apps and bots side of it? We've talked to so many brands here on Social Pros and, and brands that we're working with at Convince and Convert on the consulting side that are really starting to to get serious about Facebook messaging apps, WhatsApp apps, chatbots, all those kind of things to sort of skim the, the top off. Uh, of customer service and automate or semi-automate uh, the basics of last week's guest on the show uh, from Live World. We talked all about how that works in practice. What an awesome episode, uh, folks! If you missed last week's show, you should definitely listen to it if you're interested in the in the move towards uh, bot-based and, and messaging-based uh, social customer care. Is that something that you're doing now at Humana, Jason, or, or that you are pondering uh, rolling out in the future? So I think that we're, we're not ready to speak publicly yet around what we're doing in that space. Uh, we have had several conversations uh, just recently with some vendors that uh, provide that type of a service, and we are building uh, some internal case studies around what would that look like for us and some, some proof concepts of, of where we would want to start. So uh, it, it, hopefully that answers your question, but we are certainly looking into that space. I think the big Biggest question around using bots that we're that's that's challenging for any organization that we're trying to make sure that we are are covering off on is that you know bots will never replace a real conversation, 
but consumers also want uh, for, for very uh, quick interactions to engage with the bot. So what does that handoff look like uh, when they've completed a transaction with a bot but then need something else with customer service? So, so those are some of the thoughts that we're thinking about around what makes sense for us and how do we keep the conversations real because it is social media and it is having that interaction with a brand. Yeah, absolutely. That that's exactly what we talked about last week was that transition uh between between bot and human and back and forth. It's really a fascinating uh set of circumstances and and I it's going to be staggering to see within a year how many brands are, are rolling it out and I, I'm excited that you're starting to make those uh, those steps as well. It's pretty cool. Um last question for me then Adam's going to jump in here. Uh, I know one of the things that you've done recently on the marketing side is experimenting with 360 videos, doing some things with the national parks and with Facebook Live. Talk about that and uh, and sort of why you decided to roll out some of the 360 stuff and, and how it's worked for you. Very exciting opportunity. Again, one of the first to market in the healthcare space of, of being able to roll out uh, those 360 videos. Uh, this year, in, in 2015, was the uh, National Park Centennial that we're a, uh, a huge partner for. Uh, we, we really like their organization. And, and the connection there between National Parks and a health insurance company or a wellness company is that you can really take advantage of the outdoors to walk and hike and be active and, and be with people that you're close with, family and friends, and, and really explore what the national parks are meant to be. So it was a, just a, a win-win for us to, to experiment with that. Uh, and, and so when we look at emerging channels on social media and we try to think of uh, fun and creative ways that we can engage with our consumers, uh, it just made sense for us to participate in that space. What was great that we saw as an outcome of that is that when we boosted those videos and we put that in front of more people, it really gave people an opportunity to interact with Humana that they may not have thought of otherwise. So the conversations were were really positive around the brand, but it also introduced them the ability to to ask uh, around, uh, ask questions around customer service issues that they were having, or just really re- kind of reminded them, you know, that we were there, we were in the market, and then uh, and then change that perception of us as a brand. Jason, talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that you were you're boosting uh, during your, your National Parks program and that you said you had some great success. I'd love to hear kind of how you made that rationalization for kind of how you allocated your budget and your spending and then kind of what expectations you had on the back end for, uh, for, for measuring that, that success. Because as, as you said, it was, it was a, I think, a quite successful program for you. So in the in the healthcare space, uh, we're really trying to focus our brand around our story of being a wellness company, and so when it came to budget allocation, it, it made sense to put a, a heavier draw there for for the national parks because again, it it does point back to people being more active, and then the tools in place to be able to measure success are you know directly within uh, within Facebook and 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 then in the business manager of just uh, seeing how many people are engaging with those spots, how many people were watching the videos, uh, how long did they watch the videos themselves, uh, and then comparing that to other types of videos that we had on Facebook or on YouTube, and we just saw really great success of, of people engaging with that content. Uh, I, I can tell you that uh, on the 360 videos, we would drop in little captions or little signs um, that you could pan and turn to and read, and we were starting to see 
um, notes from the call center that members would call in and say, I saw this video on Facebook and I can't exactly make out that sign or read that sign. And of course, the, the contact center uh, had, had, had no idea at that point what they were talking about. So it was great to, to get that feedback, of course, that we were pulling in from social listening uh, that people were saying publicly, but also calling in and talking about. And then as that campaign moved along, uh, we provided that feedback uh, to our producers of that content so that as they were producing more videos, they were making those signs a little bit clearer where people could read them. But that was exciting for us uh, to see that loop of members seeing the video on Facebook and then either commenting on the video itself or calling in the contact center that they were engaging with that content, which is, you know, of course, as a, from a marketing perspective, that's that's exactly the type of behavior uh, that we're expecting when we produce something like that. And I think it's that, that kind of closing the loop that so many, I think, social media marketers and communicators kind of forget about. They forget about all the data that can be rec- that can be created, not just by looking at the uh, the performance of your social media content, but also doing, as you said, social media listening to see what conversations did this drive? What competitive share of voice did we receive? What, how did we, as you said, Jason, kind of reach people with a message, in this case around the national parks, that isn't right bullseye kind of around healthcare? And I think it's a, it's a really judicious kind of use that, 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 that you had. I do want to ask you a little bit kind of around the timing that we have right now. Um, As we record this, we're like a month or so out of open enrollment, which uh, is one of the most important times of the year for a healthcare insurance company. I guess it's kind of like your Black Friday uh, for, uh, for for the healthcare industry. I'd be curious kind of if you did anything special during this open enrollment that you'd care to talk about. And how you were able to, to work with your other marketing and communications, customer service, and, and agencies. Was there anything special you tried this year? Was there anything where you saw, because of the transition, you know, we saw this year with the election and, and healthcare, anything, any ways that your, your messaging was impacted or anything that you, you kind of doubled down or, or rescinded from as you looked at open enrollment this year? That's a good question. And, you know, when you talk about open enrollment, you know, we typically talk about the exchanges and that's probably on the forefront of most people that's that's coming up. Uh, but we, you may not be familiar with is that we are actually in open enrollment for the Medicare space uh, happening right now, uh, kind of in that uh what we call AEP season, and so we're looking at bringing in, in, in um, seniors. So when we were thinking about both open enrollment periods, both for Medicare and then both for the exchanges, we're really focusing around our, our brand messaging and, and telling that story around how do uh, people – how do we change this perception of what people think about the brand and, uh, and keeping us at the, at the forefront uh, one of the things that uh, we've been working on, it's, uh, it's about a year old now, is, uh, is our Humana Advocates Program, which is essentially uh, allowing Humana Associates to be empowered uh, to talk about the brand uh, to their personal social networks. Uh, so that was one of the things that is kind of new for us this year when we think about the the open enrollment periods is that we have another voice that is trusted between their their friends and their family members, uh, where they can talk about Humana, talk about the brand, uh, and be able to uh, just to have that um, awareness uh, that Humana is out there in the marketplace. 
yeah, I think Jay and I are both big fans of, of ambassador advocacy programs. You know, this idea that you can get your employees and your other trusted kind of representative to, to speak on behalf of the company. And I know in, in, in my personal experience, you know, you look at, uh, you know, working and in, in doing digital or social marketing for, uh, for a brand and half of you goes, oh, wow, we could have every employee in the company out there speaking on behalf of the, uh, the organization. And the other half goes, oh, crap, we could have half the company out there speaking on behalf of the company. As, as you articulated to Jay a little bit earlier, you're in a very regulated industry with lots of rules and stipulations on what you can and can't say. I'd love to hear kind of how you built the advocacy or ambassador program. And if there's any tips that you could give to other companies in non-regulated or regulated industries on how you can really make that a, a special program, both for the employees as well as your customers. Yeah, I think that, you know, when we, when we think about, uh, how do you make it special for employees first? When we stood up the, the advocacy program, one of the aspects that we focused on were, were benefits for the employee. Uh, why would an employee want to be in a program like this where they're sharing about Humana on their social networks? Uh, we, we think that you know most employees uh, are, are here because they're behind the brand values. They enjoy the work that we do and what we're about as an organization, and they're not just here to collect a paycheck. So they're willing and able to, to share and talk about that, but you know, where's the incentive for them? So some of the, so some of the benefits that we focus on are, are really intrinsic benefits of being able to be more active on social media, being able to elevate themselves as influencers in the space, uh, and, and being able to connect with people both internally and externally. So those are some, those are some of the main uh, benefits that we focus on for employees. Now, of course, as a brand, uh, being able to allow uh, associates to talk about the brand, that gives us more reach, that gives us more engagement. We're able to, to get our messaging in front of more people, a better qualified audience of people that's going to really care about what employees are sharing. So that's really exciting for us there. And did you have any kind of social media certification or advocacy kind of awareness program internally that you, you ran to help kind of train and inform your employees to, uh, to be able to do it most efficiently, efficiently or effectively? Sure. So the, the employee uh, advocacy program, which we call Humana Advocates, uh, is open to all employees. Uh, any employee can join the program. But in order to get access to the program to be able to share, uh, we do require uh, employees to go through a one-hour training session, uh, and then we give them access uh, to the platform. So in that training session, uh, we ask them to... Uh, to go over our social media policy where we lead that. We talk about uh, what you can and can't say online, uh, specifically focusing around uh, not selling or asking your friends and followers to buy uh, health insurance or to use our products and services. Uh, that's that's one of the, the biggest regulations is is social selling and, and how to do that correctly. And uh, and quite frankly, you know, it's it's kind of boring uh, for you to ask your friends and followers to buy health insurance uh, on Facebook. So we we leave that to uh, our pros to do that and not just your, your average associate. Uh, but in that training, we also talk about FTC regulations around what an employee has to do when they disclose uh, themselves that they work for the uh, for the company, uh, and then uh, of course we feed them great content around focus around health and well being, and that's how we're able to uh, to accomplish that. And uh, around the program is just giving them good content to share. 
It's amazing when you give people the opportunity but don't force them to participate, uh, how much more uptake you get. It feels more natural and it works better for, for real people excited about what you've got going on with the Advocates Program. I'll ask you another question about it in just a second. But first, I want to take a minute to acknowledge this week's sponsors of the Social Pros Podcast. So... <laughs> How about that, right? As always, brought to you by our friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud, who have a tool called Advertising Studio. You can check it out at bit.ly slash advertising studio, bit.ly slash advertising studio. All lowercase allows you to manage your social ad program in one place instead of having to uh, log in to Twitter and to Facebook and to LinkedIn, etc. Put it all in one place. Super easy, super convenient. Lots of big brands and agencies are using Advertising Studio. Maybe you should too. Also this week, the show is brought to you by our friends at Yext, Y-E-X-T, have an unbelievable new integration with Uber that allows you to push content to your customers while they are in an Uber on their way to your business. Incredibly laser-focused content marketing opportunity, totally free, only from Yext. Go to yext.com slash Uber, Y-E-X-T dot com slash Uber. And the show this week is brought to you by our friends at Emma Email Marketing. They have a great new ebook called 11 Designs That People Can't Resist. Guys, fourth quarter is so critical for email, especially for retail, but really for anyone just trying to keep attention uh, through the holidays. Design matters. Go to bit.ly slash email brain, bit.ly slash email brain, all lowercase to find 11 irresistible email designs that will work for your organization. Thanks, as always, to Emma and all of our sponsors. Mr. Brown, back to you. Jay, thank you. And Jason Spencer, Social Media Community Manager for Humana. It is great to have you on Social Pros. I wanted to kind of follow up a little bit on the employee advocacy um, and ambassador program as it relates to to content. And my, my question, I guess, is kind of twofold. One, I'm, I'm curious if, if you're kind of sharing content with your employee advocates for them to be able to share. And secondly... I know with all of the stuff and all the content that you're creating for Humana um, on on your Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and and, and some of your, your paid activities as well, I'm curious kind of how you work with your other internal organizations on managing that that editorial calendar of you know who's going to write what, kind of what are the the tent poles, if you will, for things that we'll talk about each month, kind of how you go through your planning, and of course, I'm sure a very uh, elaborate approval and vetting process with with medical you know. Uh, professionals and, and 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 kind of counselors love love to hear kind of how you how you deal with with content and and, and sharing it on behalf of your your advocates. So when we talk about content and what makes sense to give to employees uh, to distribute or, or share in their social channels, not everything that we produce uh, as a company that's public uh, is good content that we would want employees to share. Uh, we also want to kind of limit. Uh, the Humana branded focus content that, that they're distributing one so that we're not overwhelming employees with just strictly Humana content. And then if they do share everything, they're not overwhelming their friends and followers with just Humana branded content. So, so to date, we, we really give them a mix of uh, 60% of the content is third party health and well-being content that we're finding out uh, from the marketplace or we're seeing in the marketplace or or trends in healthcare or trends in wellness or if we find an article about why it's important to drink more water then that that falls in that mix and then 
40% of the content is Humana branded. So we're either getting it from a Humana owned site or we're getting it from one of the social channels that we're producing there. So not everything, again, you know, makes sense. So when we think about the Humana branded content and what we're going to bring in and what we're not, we tend to focus on uh, innovation in the healthcare and digital space that we'll, that we'll give to employees to share. And we'll also specifically bring in stories that associates can relate to. So whether that be member stories that we're publishing externally or uh, associate stories or, or where we're partnering with organizations around the country and, and we're making a significant difference uh, educating the public around um, health and, and well-being. One of our, our pillars as a, as a company, one of our goals is uh, to help the communities that we serve to be 20% healthier by 2020. And so we think of those communities as cities that we operate in, cities that we have um, brick and mortar guidance centers where we're providing that in-person experience of uh, classes, of cooking classes and Pilates and, and being active. So we, we focus around content like that, that we're we're serving there. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, not, not everything that we produce makes sense to give to employees. You know, we, we don't want to bring in press releases because, uh, you know, that's, that's just a, a share that's not going to really get a lot of engagement. But we, we really try to allow our associates to have conversations online and they're not just sharing content. So within the platform itself for employee advocacy, we, we give them the ability to change the text that we're giving them. So, so we give them suggested, optimized text uh, for the different social platforms, but we encourage them to, to really personalize that text so that it's coming from their own voice and uh, they're able to, to personalize that to their friends and their, their family, their audience members. Uh, it doesn't give us any concern around what they type there because, of, of course, they've gone through a, a training session already around uh, our social media policy and what they can and cannot say online. Uh, so the, the more that they can put the shares in their own voice, really the, the better that content is going to come alive. And Jason, I would, I would assume too, it really helps to kind of you know, personify uh, the relationship. I mean, when, when you're a company like Humana or you're, you're anybody in the healthcare industry, it's about care. It's about, it's about compassion and, and being able to tell those stories can, can really kind of you know, positively associate with, with the Humana brand. I know personally, you've, you've done so many great things. Uh, in fact, uh, you, you shared with Jay and I earlier about uh, about your trip to Afghanistan in 2007 on a relief trip there, and you know, would love to kind of hear about about that, and you know, even how you can kind of extrapolate wonderful opportunities like that, you know, with the thousands or tens of thousands of employees of Humana, for them to share the the things that they're doing on behalf of of, of, of making of, of making the world and and healthcare a better place. You know, I think a lot of people that work at Humana share the same goals and the same passions that I have of, of being able to give back to communities and, and being able to, to serve and, and volunteer. One of the things I love about Humana is how active we are uh, with different uh, nonprofit organizations just in different cities around the country. Uh, one of my favorites here in Louisville is the Metro United Way, and they're able to provide education and and volunteer opportunities there. Humana also gives um, what we call a VTO, which is a volunteer time off day. So every associate gets one day that they can go and, and serve somewhere. So 
I think as a as a company that really personifies what we're about is uh, is is being concerned with people on an individual basis, and so to work for a company that that provides that that opportunity is is really amazing. Uh, I, I did go to Afghanistan uh, back in 2007 with a non-government organization, and we worked with a refugee camp uh, just right outside of Kabul. And then this past summer, I was in the Dominican Republic uh, on a, a very similar trip. And going back next summer, uh, which I'm very excited about. But there are a lot of really great organizations where we live, just outside of our doors, that our employees love to be in, involved in and, and volunteer. And you know, associates will you know, will find that when they go and they volunteer and they use that eight hours of time, you know, there, they tend to always go back uh, and, and either finish up projects or see how else they can help. And so, of course, that that builds and strengthens strengthens that relationship uh, that we have with those community partners. That is, that's a wonderful story and, and, and Jason, wonderful actions uh, that, that you've taken. And I, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's emblematic of, of a brand like, like Humana. Now, I know one of the other kind of things that, that, that Humana is, is very you know, strong about is that personal relationship you have with, uh, with your doctor, that one-to-one relationship. So the next question I ask you does not discount that in any way, shape, or form. But we are a technology company so I, and a technology podcast. So I want to ask you kind of a question. I want you to put on your kind of thinking cap and think about how many years are we away from me being able to kind of strap on my, you know, my Apple Watch Series 7, which you know, checks my blood glucose, my blood pressure, my pulse, maybe has an EKG built into it. And, you know, I fire up on my iPhone or heck, even on the iWatch itself, my doctor, and he or she is able to do a checkup with me, you know, on while I'm sitting on the subway on the way to, to work. Is this, is this crazy talk? Is there a place for that to complement the actual in-person relationship that I have with, with my medical professional? Love to hear your thoughts as, as, as someone in the, uh, in the industry. Sure. So, I think that you know measuring that time, of course, is you know this is me 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 talking around speculation of where we are as an industry, but uh, I don't think that we can measure that in years. I think that 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 period is is much closer than we think. Uh, our wow. uh, CEO Bruce Broussard um, recently wrote a blog post on LinkedIn around artificial intelligence and what that means to the healthcare industry. Humana is really big on uh, using telemedicine, so we have. I've tested this out in several markets where you know you are standing in front of a, a video screen and a camera with a nurse that um, has different types of instruments that communicate back to a doctor that's remote. And so when we think about what does that mean for the uh, types of members or uh, types of patients that have chronic illnesses or that are homebound that can't get out, I think that you know being able to partner partner with devices that, again, like that Apple Watch scenario, that is measuring all the right things accurately that the provider needs to, to diagnose that issue. Um, I, I think that that, that that time is coming very quickly. Uh, I really don't think that several years is a good description to say that it's that far out uh, because the, the advances in technology in the healthcare space is, is really alarming and it's really, it's really great. I think the advancement of uh, people wearing Fitbits and starting to think along the lines of how can technology help enable my, my, my health and wellness journey is just the start and just the, the, 
the peak of that iceberg. Yeah, it reminds me of the saying, technology moves incrementally and then all at once. I think that's that's what we're seeing here, right? You just slow change in in medical technology, and then we're going to wake up, and it's going to be all here right now. It's it's really going to be disruptive, but I think ultimately uh, beneficial for for all sides uh, of the healthcare industry, uh, certainly for patients, but but also for great companies like Humana as well. Jason, we want to ask you the two questions that we ask every single guest here in the Social Pros Podcast. Now, two hundred and forty four episodes strong. First question, if you could give somebody one tip who is looking to become a social pro, what would that tip be? We actually get that question a lot from employees where they they come to the social media team and they say, I want to be more active. How do I do it? And so the one tip is just start somewhere and start using it. Social media can be really overwhelming. There are dozens of networks that you can create a profile and you can get involved in and it can really kind of feel overwhelming or or burdening to do it all well so my tip is pick one learn it do it well and continue to do that well and and make it small enough and simple enough that you can actually accomplish that goal yeah, I think that's good advice. It, it is uh, very easy to be overwhelmed by the number of platforms, and the number of changes. Uh, I mean, just today, as we're recording this, linked, uh, Instagram rolled out Instagram Live Stories, which is a whole another thing that we have to decide whether we're going to use and how. So that'll be a, a conversation for next week's show, I'm sure. Last question for you, Jason Spencer, social media community manager at Humana. If you could do a Skype call with any living person, who would it be and why? I would absolutely do that with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, it's fascinating to me uh, to, to live in this era where you know Facebook started out in, in, in smaller colleges and it became a means of just uh, knowing who you went to school with and what they were doing on a Friday night to then becoming a internet powerhouse and being able to provide internet around the world, connecting people el- uh, everywhere. So I'd love to just know more about what motivates uh, him to, to start something like that, and, and how is he continually encouraged to seeing what, what Facebook has become? Uh, is he surprised that they are where they are now and uh, where he sees them going? Yeah, and the kind of pressure that that has to carry with it, right? I mean, you think about just the most recent election and all the dust-up post-election on the fake news sites and then Facebook coming out and saying that they're going to ban fake news because it's destructive for the society and things like that. I mean, geez, you know, you, you, you build a social platform and then all of a sudden, you know, your responsibility includes the the news and the opinion of you know half the globe's population that's a lot to deal with when you go to bed at night i would suspect uh, i i feel responsibility just for doing this podcast much less uh, being the global information source for the planet so it is definitely a lot to contend with i think it would be great to to have a chat uh with mr z or with adam brown either way either way either way one of the same <laughs> So I had to get one last one in. Had to, well, had to get was, one more a, in. Time, that was a timely one, too. You know, your comedy is all about timing, and, and that was a good one. That's fantastic. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. Next week, folks, you can, you can, uh, I'll get some more sound effects. And yeah, as Adam said, send me an, an email, j at jbear.com. Tell us who you are, what you are, uh, what you're doing out there. Uh, tell us your favorite sound effect. We'll see if we can more get it on the show. Mr. Spencer, 
That's right. More cowbell. Oh, we got to get a cowbell effect. That's got to be out there somewhere. We'll find it. Mr. Spencer, thank you so much for being on Social Pros. Congratulations on the great work that you're doing at Humana. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, go check out what they're doing. Go to their Facebook page, go to their Twitter accounts, go to their Instagram accounts, LinkedIn, see what they're doing. It's some amazing stuff. Uh, You know, a lot of folks say that you can't be creative and social in the healthcare industry. And Jason and his team are proving that that's not true every single day. So Jason, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you again for having me. This has been a great opportunity, and I'm extremely honored for you to uh, put me in this type of uh, a category of, of your listeners and the other guests that you had. Uh, you're doing a great job. You absolutely deserve it. Thank you for taking the time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Adam, thank you to you. Thanks to Salesforce, to Emma, uh, and to Yex. We'll be back next week with some more Social Pros. Thanks for tuning in to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Emma, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Social Pros at marketingpodcasts.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by audiobag.com.